This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. What up, though? This is your man, Dane, three underscores, three, one, three, back for another episode of Dame After Dark. Uh, it's been a minute since we recorded last, uh, but we back like cook crack. And today I got a very special guest in the studio. Uh, what's a good way to intro you? She's uh, if you've ever heard her, you know who she is. <laughs> you know, the fucking vibes. Uh, her and her homegirls used to be notorious for beating bitches up outside of Queens and all of your other Detroit establishments. I got the, I got, can I call you a friend? I think, th- I think that'd be appropriate. I think that's appropriate. My friend, Slick Vic in the building. Hey. Hey, Vic. Hello, Dame. Hey, welcome to Shop Talk Podcast Studios and Dame After Dark. We've talked about this for a minute since we uh kind of ran back across each other's paths and you're here i'm so happy to be here this is what my third time first time on dame after dark well, yeah but third time in shop talk at shop talk yes. yeah yeah so now your previous forays here have been a little bit different i know mm. for some time and i i don't want to negate this at all that you were you know sort of fighting a movement for women's empowerment mm-hmm. i still am every day okay what what how's that looking these days um well i got my master's degree in education last ooh, year ooh, that's big yeah i know and i am working on applying for my phd in education okay so i advocate for people every single day um anything to do with children women black people brown people especially i'm gonna do whatever i can to show up for them so okay yeah so you with your pride glass, so you're showing yeah. up for everybody. Yeah, shout out to all my gay brothers and sisters and anyone who identifies as whatever the fuck you identify with. You know, happy pride, you know. I'm a little gay, so, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. <laughs> uh, so, I guess while we're here and while you're, uh, you know, kind of speaking of it, you said you work in education. Y'all done for the year yet? Um, Actually, I am in an and an administrative supportive role, so it's all year round, so we don't get no break. Damn it. I know, it's kind of sad. So we get to use our vacation time, you know, kind of come in late, leave early, but um, it's all year round for us because there's always something to do. So. So, so in an administrative role, what what are you doing outside? You know, school day is 8 to mm-hmm. 3, and since y'all ain't got no kids, I mean, right. what is your typical day kind of look like school wise so just preparing for the next school year for teachers and for new students that are coming in um getting families to come to our program that i work at so yeah it's an everyday thing because we are one of the largest programs in michigan so okay mm-hmm. okay beautiful beautiful yeah. you got to reach the youth absolutely i mean and i feel like you know i'm a father myself i got a 10 kids i got mm-hmm. a respectable amount of children and i, I <laughs> And I understand how important education is, especially starting at the elementary level. You got to give these babies a solid foundation because there's so many disparities in public education. Um, 
you know, it's people, pretty trash. Yeah, people kind of <laughs> tap dance around it, but like a child in Wall Lake in elementary school is getting a significant differently a significant different experience mm-hmm. than a child in a DPS school. And, you know, I get it, taxes, things of that nature, but the disparity in education shouldn't be as widespread as it is. So I'm glad that you are, yes. you know, working in the classroom, working mm-hmm. behind the scenes mm-hmm. to help these black and brown babies. Absolutely. Yeah, my plan is to uh, create new spaces and break down barriers and walls and, you know, shake some shit up. So they need more people that look like me to do it. So what's one of the biggest challenges you see in education these days? Um, I would say um, just the lack of resources and the lack of passion um, for the teachers or educators that are wanting to, you know, work in education. So when I get my um PhD when I apply my plan is to change a curriculum for teachers post COVID because they're just not prepared for all of the challenges and the changes that you know these students and families have endured in the last what now three years we've been in a pandemic so um just that just the people who are wanting and willing to do this work and to be prepared to do this work what challenges do you see in education in the post I guess, in the COVID um, world because that's the new world we live in. Right. It definitely is. Um, students are not emotionally equipped to deal with um, social settings. Like everyone's like, you know, I have social anxiety. I have anxiety. I have these issues. And I mean, which is it's a real thing. You know, we've been cooped up in the house for two years and you put a child out in a classroom and with 18 plus kids and they don't know how to um, play with others or talk to others. And so it's a lot of conflict resolution, things that we're dealing with. And we're seeing a lot of um, big behaviors and um, disabilities and things like that because parents really didn't know what the fuck to do during COVID. And I think they really kind of got like, you know, their eyes open to like what teachers actually fucking do every day. And this job is really, really fucking hard. It's very, very underpaid and parents, I think underestimated what we do. So, um, yeah. You know, one thing that I, that I was happy about, uh, I guess not happy, but like COVID gave me the opportunity to spend an immense amount of time with my children. And, you know, you kind of miss some of those things in the hustle and bustle of things. And you think you know your kids, but like, yo, I got the chance to really know my kids, Uh, even with them being virtual, hearing them interact with their friends, Mm -hmm. picking up on their social circles, Mm -hmm. you know, where they excel in school, Mm -hmm. where they have their challenges. Some of my kids, the virtual space was wasn't for them. Yeah. Some in in the other half, it was a breeze. Yeah. Like, yeah. but like my daughters, they're social. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they excel academically, but mm-hmm. they need to be in school to talk to their friends, spill the tea, talk shit. Right. My son, he care less. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. him being able to roll out of bed five minutes before school starts was perfect. <laughs> you know, he loved it. Like getting him to go back to physical school was more yeah. of a challenge yeah. than to stay in the virtual space. So, I mean, it's, it's a whole new world that we're adjusting to. And I think it gives us some opportunities to look at other ways to service these kids that there's not learning has been one way mm-hmm. for hundreds of time. years. Mm-hmm. And, Teaching, I've always heard my partner Jay Johnson say this, like teaching initially was set up to teach people how to like be plant workers, how to follow instructions, stand in straight lines, Mm -hmm. you know, things of that nature, that nature. But teaching is not 
as linear. Yeah. These kids have it's different not. challenges, mm-hmm. different needs. Um, you know, not everybody want to work in a plant. Not everybody wants to go to college. Absolutely. And there are alternate ways to meet those needs and teach those different mm-hmm. children. So I'm hoping that, you know, once you become doctor, Dr. Slickvick. Yeah, you can uh, <laughs> enact some real change. I got a Absolutely. really good friend of mine. Shout out to my homie, Dr. Day, Dr. Keena Day, who's been one of my best friends since I used to steal off of her papers in 10th grade. Um, just recently, she'll graduate with her Ph.D. in the fall. That's amazing. I believe she's done with all her classes. I don't want to misquote her, but that's my dog. And I've seen, I've seen her entire journey. And education from starting in the classroom to administrative roles to now she's the big dog over public schools out in uh, Denver, Colorado. That's lit. Yeah. And you definitely get with her. Yeah, she can add doctor Period. to all of and, and she's an accomplished author. Uh, That's amazing. I definitely want to write children's books. So okay. my specialty is early child education. So it's before they go to elementary school. Okay. So just preparing them socially, like. Kids don't know how to talk to each other. You know, we got TikTok. These are tablet kids. They're all on the computer. They're all on the phone. You know, they're not talking. They're not, you know, sitting in the room talking to each other. They don't know how to go up to somebody and say, hey, how are you? You know, so. I give my, my oldest son, I always used to give him shit because I had to tell him, like, man, I didn't have fake, you know, dad is a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> but I didn't have Facebook in high school. Like, we had to go to the mall, and I had to walk up and approach women and learn how to talk to women that way. I had to be quick on my feet. Mm -hmm. Well, I told him if I'd have had... If I had the knowledge that I had then... You would have, like, 30... You have 30 kids, probably. Look, it would have been like shooting (laughs) fish in a bathtub. Like, it it was... It's too easy. It's too easy. You know... That's how we met on Twitter. It is how we It is how we met. That's funny. It was on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, you are one of my favorite exes. I will say that. Thanks. You know, out of the many, you're you're one of my favorite. Right? They don't they don't make them like that. Mm-hmm. They don't make them <laughs> like that. So, you know, I brought you here for a reason because you know you got a lot going on, mm-hmm. and when me and you like ran back into each other, you had mentioned your dating misadventures. Oh my god! And that you you know we've both been out here and single for a minute. How long and- have you been single? All my life. You about to lie. <laughs> After I just say you were my favorite ex, you about uh, to lie it's, on, it's on been, here? No, nah, I'll be honest. It's probably, it's been a couple years since I've been in like. We broke up, what, three years ago? Four, almost four years ago? I want to say longer than that. Yeah. But for, for, you know, the majority of, like I spent a good part of my adult life like not being in committed relationships Mm -hmm. once I found that I could kind of get what I needed from women without the guise of being in a committed relationship that's just kind of how I maneuvered through things like I didn't you know if I wanted sex and companionship I could get that without having to make somebody my girlfriend Mm -hmm. and you know in some ways it was cool in other ways I feel like that it hindered me yeah because now you're still single yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, I did the research and it didn't quite work out how I thought it would. You know, when I first got separated and divorced, I thought, you know, I just want me one good Detroit summer. One Detroit summer has turned into about 12 Jeez. at this point. So three kids later. Yeah. Stop. So <laughs> so I didn't do everything right. But, you know, one thing that we had talked about when I ran back into you is about 
the shit yeah that's um, in the dating pool so if any of my close friends are listening they know about adventures with slick vic it's on okay. my instagram on my close friends it's about 60 of them and my close friends and i basically just talk about the shitty ass dating pool like the, the if i had to compare the dating pool right now it'd be like the current beach at Belle Isle, like it's full of E. coli. That's exactly what it's like. Uh, so primarily your dating experiences, are, are we talking about just in the city of Detroit or how far does your net travel? So um, my latest, my last net was all the way in Mexico, actually. But um, that's no longer. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's all over Metro Detroit, I feel like, you okay. know. So let me ask you, just from a woman's perspective, because I got a lot of single female friends, and the, the one thing that I find common that they always tell me is, you know, about their their mishaps with dating. And I mean, these are beautiful, professional women, good know, jobs, good homes. You know, they they are self sufficient, and they run into a lot of shit with dating. So mm-hmm. tell me, what's what's some of the shit you done ran into in uh, the dating game recently? How much time do we have? Um, <laughs> we go all day. We own the studio. <laughs> so, um, what I find my dating life has been very inconsistent. Like you know, like it's hard to like find someone. You know, I work a lot for one, so like I don't like meet men at the coffee shop or at Whole Foods because, you know, I'm, I'm busy. You know, I'm kind of in and out of those type of places. But And also, men don't really approach women in person too much anymore um, unless you, like, go to the gas station and some old man, like, trying to hit on you. Um, but, you know, you meet them online or you know them through a friend and they're just not consistent. So what do you mean? They, like, you're so you, let's say it's a Friday night, you and your homegirls are out. Mm-hmm. I don't know at floods or something. For okay, example. shout out to floods. <laughs> Good times. So men don't. don't I mean, they'll don't pro- send y'all some drinks and no try and kick it. No, I think that they kind of like you know, hey, what's up? And it's like, hey, and they're not like, hello, can I buy you a drink? You know, it's kind of like we're kind of like staring at each other for a little bit. I just don't think that men know how to court women or know how to approach women. Um, so we're kind of like looking at each other. Like, I don't mind buying a man a drink. Okay. You know, like when I, the last time you sent a nigga a drink? I took niggas out on dates. Like, I, I, I do shit. I said, when's the last time? The last time I bought a, a nigga a drink was uh, a dude that I'm was seen he was like i'm about to go out to the bar and i sent him some money because okay. i feel like you know you know you send me money for lunch and stuff like that i'm gonna I'm take care of you so like you're gonna take care of me but okay. i don't i don't mind you know like i went on a date and he bought the first round then i bought the second round kind of went back and forth but um i don't mind doing that but what about like a stranger are you afraid to I, ap- approach no, the stranger i'm not afraid to approach the stranger i feel like i'm very approachable i'm very nice i'm very bubbly i have a good personality but i think it's like a little bit intimidating because i think they probably see like this woman with like a big personality and they're probably like you know this bitch gonna hold me if i say something i gotta like come correct so they just like get cold feet and they don't say anything okay because i was recently talking to a friend of mine and she was say- mentioning some of the same thing that like she went out to a nice event, her and her girls dressed up. They don't say shit. Yeah, she was like, it was literally like a staring contest yeah. all night. Yeah, and I don't mind like approaching men like, hey, how you doing? But like, they just, they don't even say anything to women. And I, and I, I go to, even like going to floods and we're just kind of like 
segregated. You got the bitches on one side, the niggas on one side, and like the like girls a school are, dance. Basically, I feel like it's very middle school. <laughs> okay, but I was definitely twerking in middle school, so that's it ain't the same. But um. <laughs> I was But yeah Like I just don't feel like They wanna Like it's like Do they wanna approach women Or not So it's like We're kinda stuck on like These dating The cycle of dating sites Which to me is like Another thing I have to do Like it's like Overwhelming It's like You match with somebody You gotta keep a conversation Like I'm tired of telling Niggas my favorite color My favorite color is red I'm a Leo I'm 31 I'm single I ain't got no fucking kids What else you wanna know When you wanna go out Like what's up Like let's Let's stop the small talk It's like annoying so it's been a minute since I did online dating, but I know for myself, I've tried. It's awful. All of I don't know. I won't say it's awful because like when I was real heavy in the online dating. What were you on? POF. Oh, I, I met my one of my exes on POF. POF is my shit. Uh, I met a lot of, I went on a lot of dates at one point from POF. Mm-hmm. And for me, the biggest thing is safety. Yeah. Because, you know. I know niggas that get like real. You you meet a beautiful woman. She wants to she wants to link up. She mm-hmm. looks like everything that you want her to be. But like my nigga, these hoes be lining niggas up. And if you're not careful, you're gonna fuck around and get lined up. And then also one thing that I I found myself guilty of at one time in my singleness was like letting a pretty face glaze past other things that I that I needed mm-hmm. to know and not asking the right, the right questions, questions. Mm-hmm. because I just thought she looked so good. You were very surface and that's also another problem. Like men are very surface. Like Absolutely. I, I hate going on dating sites and posting anything besides my face. Because it's like they'll they'll like my picture and like your legs are so long and beautiful. I would love to be wrapped around with your legs and your lips and your like it's like what the fuck? Like you don't even know you don't even know me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's that's the part I like, don't like about social media because everyone is we're very like um shallow. We're seeing like you look good and that's it. But me, I look to see what the person looks like and I also read like what's their sign, what's their age, do they have kids? Like do they what do they do in their spare time? Like what's their Instagram? Like I kinda wanna get a little bit deeper before I decide to like match with you. I you think know? social media or dating sites, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, has made us all comfortable, Absolutely. but it doesn't make us all safe. Excellent. And I know yeah. for me, for example. Niggas be horny, that's why. Yeah, but being horny, it gets you lying the fuck up. I know for me, I went out back in my back in my day. Uh, Two weeks ago? Long time ago. I don't do online dating anymore because, mm-hmm. like, I just don't. Yeah. But back in my day, I did meet a young lady on Tinder. Back when, like, Tinder was, like, first... Like banging. I'm so old. I remember when Tinder was like a new thing. Oh, wow. Back when Tinder was banging. We we matched. You know, we had a couple back and forth conversations. What's your favorite color? You like to eat sushi? Shit like that. Did y'all go on the first date? Did we go on the first date? Did y'all fuck on the first date? No, we didn't. So we did have a first date. Mm-hmm. Had a nice time. And I was like, yeah, I'd like to see her again. So I'm out with, say, my homeboys maybe like a week later just mm-hmm. talking about the date. And she had a very unique name and i happened to mention the name of one of my friends and he's a probation officer he said yo that sound like one of my cases i'm like nah man she seemed real nice like she ain't been in jail damn she done murdered a nigga she had been in jail for eight years for kidnapping jesus a uh, child or a person she kidnapped a grown man mm. uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i know i wasn't ready for that shit either so, like, he called me up one day. He was like, yo, is her name 
such and such. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, what does she look like? He gave me her specific rundown. It was her. She did eight years for kidnapping. She had been out maybe 60 days when we had met. Damn. So she got out and was fresh on the scene trying to kidnap her another nigga. She was fresh on the scene. You was about to get got. So uh, he kind of gave me the rundown. We ended up going on a second date. So you didn't tell her that you knew this information? Until the second date. Okay. So while we're waiting for them to bring out the bread, I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I uh, wanted to ask you about something. Got a little bit of interesting news, and I was like, what's up on these kidnapping charges? And she explained to me, you know, she used to be in the streets. She had an issue with, like, a drug dealer had assaulted one of her children, so she kidnapped the nigga and beat his ass and, you know, more or less tortured him for, like, a weekend. Oh. And we had a—we ended the evening. It was Before the bread came out? Um, but you ate dinner. I mean, I, I, I'm going to eat my food. I, I came here. So so I always look at it like this because niggas really be complaining about like $200 dates. I've been $200 on this bitch. Nah, my nigga, you probably spent like $100 on yourself and $100 on her. Like, mm-hmm. Because a date is two ways. Like when I go out with a woman, I don't look at it as like just a wash. Like shit, I want to eat too. And I'm not going to a restaurant that I don't want to eat at. So like right. I'm going to eat. I'm going right. to order what I want appetizers drinks like i'm going to have a good time mm-hmm. she's here having a good time with me but i don't look at it like oh i, I just been 200 dollars and get shit out of it like no nah, my nigga i wanted to eat right so and i don't off like sometimes i go out by myself but like i do prefer the company of a uh, woman if i go out so i don't have no problem spending money yeah spending money on dinner so you ended the date because she kidnapped a man or you were just like no no we we went through the entire date like we ate had a good time Uh other thing you know we didn't we never like got intimate or anything but we ate had a good time had drinks had a lot of conversation but i had to ask more questions and being that like look i'm i I mean you shake your head all you want to i'm a father and i always got to think about my kids first like is there's a we got a joke or running joke amongst me and the homies like yeah we know niggas that kill and like are we comfortable with them yeah do i always feel safe around them niggas absolutely not now was i comfortable with her did we have a good time was she attractive absolutely would i feel safe knowing that she know my address where me and my kids lay our heads at and if shit get thick like she wouldn't revert you know, I don't know Back what her always. Yeah, I don't know what her jail experience was. If right. she's rehabilitated or, mm. or how it changed. But just for me, I'm not willing to take that risk. Yeah. In a date. And day. I and so. I understand. I met a gentleman on Hinge and um at our second day he told me that he did twenty years. Wow. And I was like <laughs> Mind you, he was a complete gentleman like he was so he didn't want to go back he was so nice and he was like nice looking like had it together and he was like yeah you know everyone has a past and i was like yeah you know we all have done dumb shit you know i, I probably could have went to jail you know knock on wood prison for okay. shit i've done you know what i'm saying um public intoxication but <laughs> but um a song matter but um he was like, yeah, I did 20 years I for attempted murder. Okay. And I was like, excuse me? And so he went into detail and told me about the situation. And I have a friend that is in the justice system. And she was able to bring up 
the situation. And he, I mean, he went to prison when he was 15 years old. Okay. So, you know. Still a fairly young man. For, yeah, still young. But, um... My friend was basically telling me, like, watch out for certain things because, you know, men that are have been in prison for a long time, they're very used to, like, conforming to whatever other people say and kind of just, like, going with whatever you say and kind of want to be, like, a pleaser to you. Oh. And, I, and I definitely noticed that. Like, it was not necessarily, like, love bombing, but it was, like, he always just wanted to, like, make sure, like, I was, like, super happy and i like he just did whatever i wanted which sounds good on paper but it was like who really are you okay and he wasn't in the real world for 20 you missed a lot and you were you you missed your adult your 20s like you're in your 30s you know so um it did not um end well not saying end well but we stopped talking because he was um, saying like I don't talk to fat bitches I don't you know oh. yeah he was like I don't like f and, he, and that's exactly what he said he was like we were talking about something he's like yeah my my friend has a baby mama and she a fat bitch I don't like fat bitches they disgust me and I'm thinking like my nigga like your belly hangs over your sweatpants like you're a fat bitch but instead I was just like I don't like you preferring to women as fat or overweight like I don't like that you know so like mm, that's not gonna really sit well with me so instead of him like discussing you know ways to improve or i'm sorry he blocked me so like i was like okay so you're, he was you was all type of bitches after he blocked you absolutely <laughs> so i was like damn but you know it is what it is i wish him the best but um that's just one of my dating experiences online so okay okay i do not date niggas i've been to prison like i just cannot we all have our non-negotiables we definitely do and that's one of them so i want to ask like how just in general has the single life been treating you because i know you've been you know, single. How long have you been single? I have been single for almost two years. So there is life after day. Yeah, almost. Yeah, I was engaged okay. after you, and um, I was in a relationship for a year, and we broke up. And I've been single for almost two years. And dating is like first. I kind of like wanted to take time to definitely get back in the streets and be a hoe because um. That's what you got to do after after a breakup. Like, you got to be a hoe. You got to, like, figure out, like, okay, what's next? Like, what do I want? And, um... What is being... D define what you feel like being a hoe is. Though. Being a hoe. First of all, I'm very pro-hoe. So, I feel like being a hoe, or not even just being a hoe, just doing what you want to do respectfully. I believe in safe sex. I believe in getting tested. Um, I believe in just doing whatever you want to do. Rather, it's having sex on the first date. Rather, it's having sex with ten men in one day. Like your body is is you you know so for me it was kind of like having sex with like no strings attacked attached like it was like i was you know sexually active with men that i necessarily wasn't going on dates with but um you know we were cool and i'm still cool with them to this day like it's no beef or nothing like that but i just wouldn't foresee them being like boyfriend i got you material um or husband because i'm looking for a husband okay. i ain't looking for no more boyfriends i'm over them boyfriends but yeah the single life has been treating me like shit okay um <laughs> it's like me being having a career shift you know getting a master's degree my life has really changed for the better um i've been busy with you know all other things i have going on so trying to fit dating into that has been kind of hard and men are not as flexible as i think that they probably should be especially if they're like i want a woman i want a wife i want this i'm like okay so like you have a career dri driven woman you know you got to kind of be a little bit flexible help me out flexible in terms of like you can wait a week for us to go out 
because maybe I have something to do this week. Okay. You know, instead of like, oh, okay. And then like, don't follow up with like, hey, I plan for school on this date. Like that just circles back around to men not knowing how to court women. Like I start to say, I want to go out. Where you want to go? You should be like, I want to take you out to Outback Steakhouse. You know what I'm saying? On on Tuesday at 5 p.m. You know, like I, I shouldn't have to like. Taking a guest workout. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like, like, I have to do all the work. Like, am I the man or are you the man? You know? do, you, do you find like it's an issue like with men of certain ages or just across, kind of across the board? I feel like the older they get, the whacker they get. Because it's like, they're tired. <laughs> they're like I'm over it Okay How old are you Dave? No I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> But like they, Don't do me <laughs> They're just like Cause like my mom always is like Date an older man Cause you're like mature And you got like All these things going on And I'm like Mom they're worse Like the younger ones Actually can keep up The youngest ones like, Actually like to go out And do things but The older ones I dated an older Gentleman He was almost 40 and we dated for on off for about a an year. Older gentleman, an I'm older 41. gentleman, and you're an older gentleman. Okay, because I'm 21. Anyway, so um, I'm 31, but they just don't want to do shit. Like you gotta like do everything. Like let's go here, let's go there, and it's like I want somebody to just like take the initiative. Like I'm a very big alpha woman. Like I'm in an administrative role. I need. I want to be able to step back and let the man do. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Okay, so when it comes to dating, uh, I mean, I guess this is a really broad question, but like, ideally, what would you like to look for? I know you mentioned a husband, <sighs> but but build build a nigga. What is what is he? Oh what qualities goodness. does he have? Um, he has to have a job. He has to. It doesn't matter about you if you went to school or not, like college wise. Like you have to have a job. You have to have a car. You have to have that type of ambition. You have to have consistency in your life. Your finances need to at least be somewhat, you know, tight. Or you're working on a goal to get those things together. Um, you have to be, you like to be adventurous. And I actually like to do shit. Like, I dated a guy for a year and all we did was sit at his house and watch TV. Like, it was very boring. And he was, I thought, like, on paper, he had all these things going for him. You know, house, car, good job. But, like, we never did anything. Okay. You know, we we dated for over a year on and off and i think we maybe went on like four or five dates and i was like this is whack you know like i actually like to experience life and to do things so um you want to do stuff and i'm not saying you got to spend a whole bunch of money like take a bitch on a picnic it's free take me to the water like take me for a walk you know with my dog shit like that so i actually wanted to take the initiative um and I feel like that's not, to me, it's like not that much to ask for. Because y'all want us with big booties, big titties, got good pussy, suck dick all day long, and got our own money. We ain't begging for $40. But, like, we do all that, and y'all still ain't bringing shit to the table. That's the problem. This proverbial table that people talk about, you know, I'm not a huge proponent of that that phrase. What do you bring to the table, Dame? I look amazing. I smell expensive. Uh, my dick drags the floor and I can provide for my lifestyle and, you know, be able to take you out and do nice things. Uh, no, the the biggest thing I, I kind of think at this point in my life is that I, I bring stability. Now, am I a perfect husband candidate today? You know, what is it? July? I mean, June 20th. Yeah, I heard you wasn't husband um, material. I know that's the word on the streets is that I'm not husband that's material. What I heard. But you know what? I when i had to i had a conversation 
with a friend with with somebody very close to me recently, and she had mentioned to me that like, yo, like when my daughter's call, she was like, you become a problem solver. You're going to figure it out. You're going to get it done. You're going to find a way to make it happen. But she was like, you know, when it comes to or when she's seen dealings with me and women, she was like, I haven't seen you move that same way. And she was like, you know, instead of being a suggester when it comes to women, be a problem solver and you would be, you know, more of a. And I and I kind of thought to myself, like, I felt like I was a problem solver. But I mean, I feel like she made a valid point. Like when it comes to, you know, I love my girls. You know, I, I move heaven and earth for them. And she was like, when it comes to them, like, you'll figure out a way. And it's not that always maybe you don't always have the means to do something. But she was like, the, you'll at least put in the effort. Are you putting in that same effort for women that you date? And I had to kind of like take a step back like. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not. So I had to kind of like reevaluate those things because I do want to get married again. Um, I believe that, you know, after legit a decade of more than a decade, really, of being divorced out of a out of a committed uh, structured relationship that like I need that in order to be the man that I desire to be. I feel like a woman will bring a man from good to great. Oh, Absolutely. Because she, women is about multiplication. You give her a house, she's going to give you a home. You give her a seed, mm-hmm. she gives you a baby. You mm-hmm. give her groceries, she gives you a meal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm ready to multiply and build the next part of my life mm-hmm. with someone. So, yeah, I do want to get myself in a prepare for marriage. But while I thought that, yo, I'm ready, I bring this and that. like You ain't bringing shit to the table. Yeah, I really had to do a, a self-assessment mm-hmm. that like there's still work for me to be done. Absolutely. Uh, that shout- was good self-reflection and accountability. Yeah, shout out to my girl Letitia because she... Thank you, she, Letitia. That's she, all I've been asking for for years, but you know. She put it out there on the floor for me. And then also a good friend of mine, uh, Hadira, had mentioned to me, she was like, nigga, I look at your Twitter and your likes and she was like, they're wild. She's like, there's a lot of... A lot of ass and a lot of porn. And she was like, you know, as a friend, I love you. But does that look like, does that represent a man that's ready to get married? And she was like, it could probably look a little scary to potential candidates. And she was like, you know, I know you so I can have a different perspective of knowing you. But she was like, you know, people see you online and maybe want to talk to you, maybe want to speak to you, but they see what you project out there. And as much as I changed the name or try to change the perception, she was like, it still comes across really wild. So there's still more work that I have to do on my end in order to prepare myself for marriage. But that's, that's my ultimate goal. Like I joke about it on shop talk all the time. Like I don't, I'm tired of being like out here. I would prefer a wife, and just one person to come home to every day and to build my life that way. So I still, but I still have to do the work on my end in order to get there. So absolutely, that's really like, I agree. That's really going to be like a focal point mm-hmm. for me, especially moving forward on, on how to get that together. And I, I, I can definitely understand that because, you know, when my Twitter days, for they banned me, um, I was definitely wilding too. And I think the perception that people get like on my Instagram is that like, oh, this girl be out here having fun. She be drunk. She be having in the streets. And it's like, actually, no, I'm trying to reform the education, you know, forum right now. So like, it's more to me, but I think that when you get to know a person, it's kind of like, we have separate 
things that we post on social media that we act in our, our stance outside of that. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it can definitely go both ways. But, I, I mean, I hope my future husband didn't, like, see, you know, me talking about sucking dick on Twitter and was like, you know, I can't fuck with this bitch. You know, she nasty. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe that will open up or eyes. Maybe that will open up eyes. Maybe, like, I, I'm sure she can suck a mean dick. So anyway, <laughs> let me ask you something. When it comes to dating, what's an ideal date look like for Slick Vic? An ideal if date? If I'm a nigga on the internet and I want to slide into your DMs and please I happen to get your DMs. attention. Please slide in my DMs. They're open. What What does an ideal date look like with you? Okay, so I actually talked about this with like my therapist because I was talking to her about my dating life and she's like you're so beautiful and so great on paper but like what do you want and so i'm you know we talked about what's my ideal date my ideal date would honestly be something outside like if my the person who wants to take me on a date wants to like buy my favorite food you know what my favorite food is no no you know what my favorite restaurant is do i you just bought me food you just sent me money to buy the food a couple weeks ago you're doing a lot right now. <laughs> <laughs> what, is your favorite? what is Chipotle. your favorite? Come on, Come man. on, Dame. Are you That's here? your favorite restaurant? That's one of my favorite restaurants. Okay. Like, dead ass. I'm I a- spend an insane... You know, my daughter works at Target, and there's a Chipotle up the street. And that's the only thing that's open by the time she gets off of work. And when I tell you, I spent... When I looked at my bank statement last month, the amount of money I spent at Chipotle was ridiculous. I love Chipotle. Chipotle is my life. But, so, let's say it's a Sunday, Okay. And my date's like, I want to take you on a picnic. I love picnics. It could be at the park. It could be at Belle Isle. It could be wherever. It could be somewhere near water. But, like, having a blanket, buy me some Chipotle, and buy me some flowers, and us just, like, sitting there talking. Like, that is, like, my ideal date. A little wine, a little cocktail, like, playing some games. Like, that is my ideal date. I don't need the, like... Take me to Eddie V's. Let's get dressed up. Let me go get my Louis Vuitton purse. Like, I don't need that. Like, I don't want that. I want to actually, like, have an actual... An experience. Experience an intentional conversation with someone. Okay. And actually, like, talk to them. Like, face-to-face. Because sometimes when you're, like, you're eating at a restaurant, you're, like, you're talking. But, you know, you're eating. You don't want to, like, look at It's the ambiance of the restaurant. Yeah. The game might be on. Exactly. The people sitting next to you talking crazy as hell. So, there's a yeah. lot of... A lot of distractions. So actually having like a one-on-one, maybe like renting a bike. I love doing anything physical outside. So, okay. you know, riding a bike or, you know, going for a walk. Like That is a great way. I had a, a guy ask me on a date and it was a great first date. He was like, meet me at the river walk. And I was like, okay. And we walked the river walk for hours and we were not on our phones. Okay. We were actually having an actual conversation. And I was like, this was a great, this is like first date, but first link up to see like, you know, am I catching a vibe? Like, you know, you know, things about their life and, you know, whatever. So it was like a good one-on-one conversation. So that to me is a great, I don't want to, I don't want to meet you at a loud ass bar and get drunk. I don't want to like necessarily go out to a restaurant because it's kind of awkward. Like I want to like actually have like a conversation with you. Okay. You know? That seems simple enough. Very simple. Look, I had a date like that more or less backfire on me. So anybody that knows me, you know, I I'm, I move at my own pace. I don't really mm. walk fast. And oh, we went for a walk? 
No, it wasn't. It was. It was somebody I met brand new, and she was like, "Hey, you know, she was really athletic and fit." She was like, "Meet me at this park. Let's go for a walk." In my mind, I'm thinking walk is leisurely. You know, we. Oh, she's ready to work out. She was like, she like legit stopped me at one point. She was like, "You're not moving fast enough. Like I'm trying to get my steps in and break a sweat." And I was like. Look, bitch, this ain't <laughs> like if you told me you was working out, I wouldn't have got fresh and put on like some J's. I'm thinking we taking like a leisurely stroll and getting to know each other. Like she had on like her Air Max and was like ready to walk. And I'm like, yeah, this this ain't this ain't really my thing. So I'm going to walk back to my car. You can finish doing whatever the fuck it is you're doing. And like we don't never have to talk. Uh, so human. yeah, that is Don't that, surprise me. Yeah, like that that would be kinda weird because like, you know, not everybody I have long ass legs, so I'm gonna walk fast anyway. But I wanna like walk slow with you. Maybe like, I have long legs too, but I don't want to move fast. I understand that you walk slow as a turtle. But um Remember I'm old. I'm a senior citizen. Exactly. You definitely are. Um I would never ask you to do anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Because I know that would not be something she wanted to do, but um, yeah, like we had a we had a great walk. Like that was a great link up. Okay, it was a great time. Good, good shit, good yeah. shit. So, so any suitors want to take me on a picnic and buy me Chipotle and take and, and walk that shit right up out of you? Hit that's, me up. That's a good date. Uh, so you know that's all nice and cute. Tell me about the wild. What's What's a wild dating experience? Like, what's what's the last time you caught a felony on a date? I've never caught a felony. Okay. You have um, been arrested on a date. I have been arrested on a date. I have Not been. with me. Not, not with, with you. me. But I'm definitely not arrested. More so detained. Okay. Um, never, I've never took a mug shot. Never? Never. Somebody, one time somebody gifted me with all of my mug shots. I don't know where, I don't know where this file Go is. Go on at. Otis. I'm not on, like, I've never done real time. This is like. I mean, you can look it up. It's public information. But this is like local shit. I don't think me being locked in OCJ. Well, they found something on your ass. Yeah, well, she she had them all. You know, I've been, I've been arrested a lot, you know, definitely over a dozen times. And she had them, like, all compiled together. And I wish I could find, like, the picture of all of them because you can see the progression of me as a young man to an old grizzled veteran. You know, I legit had a head full of hair in my first one <laughs> to being a bald head hoe by the time I took my last by the time I took my last mug shot. And the last time I got arrested, like literally, you know, people talk about jail being like dehumanized and the last time I got arrested was like the most embarrassing experience of my life. They made you spread your cheeks. No, I didn't have to go through all that. Thank God. But I got in a, I got pulled over going to work one day. A Homeland Security came out. Shit. They took a picture. You know, I got a lot of tattoos. They took a picture of every last one of my tattoos. Uh, I had to give an explanation of all of them. You know, I got a fucking gun, you know, tattooed on my they arm. They, the gang member. Yeah, they, they wanted they wanted like explanations of affiliation and shit like that. I'm like, look, 
I'm legit going to work. Uh, I, you know, I got on a, I got on a, a fucking collared shirt. Now it's just the fact that y'all pulled me over and can see all of this shit. But like, I'm legit going to work, and this is before the neck tattoos and anything like that. And it, and it just was the booking process. I've been booked before. Normally, fingerprints, picture, go to a cell. Mm-hmm. Either you see a judge, you make bond, or somebody bring you bond money. But like. Just the whole booking process took like damn near two hours, mm-hmm. like taking a picture of all the tattoos, being interviewed by local police and Homeland Security. And I was like, I'll never go through this shit I'm again in my life. Nothing. I mean, I did not. I was driving on a suspended license. I did not have registration or insurance on the vehicle. That's not nothing, Dave. That's minor shit. There's that, niggas that, out here, that, ki- that's Detroit niggas out here driving. killing. No, dead ass. Detroit and Homeland Security need to definitely be um, testing out rape kits instead of pulling niggas over with no insurance. Yeah, so I mean. Waste of tax dollars. Yeah, the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that big yeah. of a deal. But I going mean, back to you, wild dating experiences. Give wild, me one. Wild dating experiences as of recently. Um, I mean, I go on dates with dudes and like they like to go. They like to ask me to go to a bar with them. And I think it's a very good setup to get me drunk. Okay. Because um, they kind of want to see you kind of like, you know, drinking is like a stimulant. You know, it kind of gets you to open up and to do things that you probably are not going to usually do. And, um, well, for me, I do. But um, they're like, you know, the guy I went out with a couple months ago. So we get to the bar, had some drinks, great conversation. And then was like, let's get a nightcap in my house. And I'm like. No, I'm good. I don't know you. Like, we just met. Like, I'm good. And he got very, very upset and almost, like, aggressive because I did not want to go to his house to continue to drink with him. Okay. And I was like, yeah, like, nigga, I keep my gun on me. So, like, if I were you, I'll leave me the fuck alone. And he was like, all right. He's like, I think it's fucked up that I bought you drinks and you don't want to come to my house to fuck. In, like, so many words. And I was like, "That's that's the problem. Like, I thought we were coming out here for a drink because it's Friday night and, you know, we were chilling. But, yeah, that was pretty trash. Okay. Even though, like, I don't necessarily look at that as, as wow, that's a terrible experience. No, absolutely. Because, you know. It's a I, dangerous situation. Yeah, I got teenage sons. Mm. You know, my oldest son is 20. He out here living life and dating and living on his own. And that's one thing I stressed to my son. I was like, look. Consent. Man, Consent is the sexiest thing a woman can give you. Absolutely. Because, you know, when it's there, there's no underlying, you don't have to read between the lines, it's either yes or no. And as soon as the yes turns to no, then no turns into we're done. And one thing that I just stress to my son is like, you know, you're young, you're handsome, you're living on campus, you, you live in life, but son, you can't have them all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Thankfully, my son doesn't date or move like I did at 20. He's like a complete gentleman. So, mm-hmm. so you were, okay. So I what? So I what? You weren't a gentleman? Uh, I was with his mother. So like, yeah, I was a gentleman with her. But like, you know, I, I've i been a sleazy. Dirtbag Dame is a, it's, a, it's, it's a brand. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been a sleazy You know, I've never like been forceful with women or, or things of that nature. Yeah. But like. Yo, like, what are we here for? Exactly. What are we here for? I took you to Bennigan's. We got a two for 20. You know, do you want to go back to the red roof? 
You know that that was my thing back in the day. Red Roof used to be thirty nine ninety nine Sunday through Thursday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do you want? I went there after prom. See, <laughs> <laughs> dreams get demolished at the Red Absolutely. Roof. Absolutely. So I mean, um, I've I've had to you know be a better person when it comes to yeah. to dating and dealing with people, but like. You know, just because you take a woman out for a good time, it should go without saying that, like, yes, I spent, you know, $40 is the the common amount. But, like, nigga, I'm not even drunk after 40 If it's two of us drinking, we don't even have a buzz after $40 worth of juice. Yeah, we don't. If you go out to a, a respectable establishment. Look, I went out a couple weeks ago just with some friends to, to two James and literally like a round of drinks. Shit, we probably spent 36 bucks on a round and like nobody. It's maybe three of us. Nobody got a buzz. Like right. we we got to get three more drinks in before, mm-hmm. you know, I start feeling loose. And, and I don't really drink thing. that often. My, yeah, it's just a social thing. Yeah. So just because you spend a couple dollars and I mean, that should go without dating has become really transactionary. Absolutely. And and I think that's one of the things that has diluted the dating pool. People stay in it too long mm-hmm. and everybody thinks it's a transaction. Well, really, it's us getting to know one another. If it yeah. works, cool. If it doesn't, we don't owe each other exactly. anything. You know, I'm, I've met amazing women that haven't turned into anything. You know, I've met some women that like, yo, through our dating is opened up business opportunities. Is They've been able. I dated a young lady. I want to say maybe two years ago and dating her opened up like some amazing doors for me on the business end. She's probably one of the smartest people that I dealt with on one of the smartest okay, people I'm about to say, I mean, PhD the, candidate, but go ahead. One of the <laughs> smartest people I've dealt with, especially when it comes to like business marketing ideas, plans of that nature. And she was really able to teach me a lot. Yeah. And I joke a lot. I joke with people a lot of times that, you know, meeting a beautiful woman is not difficult. Most, you know, if I meet All a woman, women are beautiful. I, yeah, All women are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. If I meet a woman and I want to go out with her, like, yes, she's going to be attractive to me. But like some of them are dense and empty and just not smart. And meeting a woman that I can le- also learn something from is amazing. So, you know, I, I, I you know, I sometimes you just got to enjoy the experience just for exactly. just for exactly. And not, what all, it is. and not all the time a date is going to lead to anything. Sometimes it's just meeting a new person. And I'm cool with that. I'm like, I don't have... You know, I'm going to go on a date with the dude and he's going to be my man. Because, like, I went on great dates with men. They've been complete gentlemen. And then, um, you know, I don't let niggas come to my home. I don't play that. But, um, you know, they asked to come over and stuff like that. But after a couple of days, I'm like, okay, you know, you can come over. And then they're just very, like, handsy. Like, they want to, like, fuck you. And it's like, this is what I'm talking about. The surface bullshit. Like, the transaction. Because you come over, you bring a bottle. I'm supposed to, like, bust it open for you. Like, if the vibe is there, yes, of course. But, like, we're still trying to get to know each other. So, um, it's unfortunate. It's kind of sad because I'm kind of getting... To the point where I'm like, maybe my purpose in life is to just be an educator and an advocate and necessarily not a wife or a mom, you know, per se. Because, you know, I just don't know if like I see it in the car. I'm like, I'm trying, but maybe I got to just not try. Yeah. And don't try and just like let it happen. Yeah. You know, that's 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 often discouraging for me because I 
again, I have a lot of single, beautiful, professional female friends that say a lot of the same things. And, you know, while I can easily say, oh, no, he's out there, it's going to happen. But like when you're in the thick of it and you're looking at what you're dealing with, it's a, you know, their reality is not my reality. As a man at 41, I can legit meet a woman 30, 31, start a whole nother family and live mm-hmm. a whole nother life. Whereas you start approaching 35, 36, and you don't have any kids, like, you know, that clock start start ticking a little bit differently. And as, you know, I've been divorced, already got kids, so, like, I don't have the same pressure or the same clock on me. I have different goals. And, you know, the, the dating game looks... You don't even have to have any more kids. Like you can be done. Yeah, I can. Yeah. But but then I also look at, like, just being fair. Mm-hmm. And I'm just painting a hypothetical picture. If I meet a woman that has no kids or maybe just one child, like, what do I look like being like, look, I got mine. Like, you know, pick which one you like and learn to love them. <laughs> like, that, I don't think that's fair either. You can't settle either. And that's the thing, like, I like someone and I'm just like, uh, I'm red flag, so red, you know, let me not, let me not proceed. Okay, fair you enough. You know, and it's like, my mom's like, well, give somebody a chance. And I'm like, it's kind of hard to, because it's like, I don't want to keep wasting the limited time that I have. We only think, to, well, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I, but your mama got the, she got the, the, the rules for dating. She she knows the been game. Married four times. She knows the game. She definitely knows the game frontwards and backwards. She got two baby daddies. She know what the fucking vibes are. Yeah, your mama <laughs> know the game, so you may want to you I mean, may want to listen to her a little bit more. I listen to her, but it's like you know, what it's like I can only put up with so much, and I know what I deserve. So like I just can't do anything. And dating for them in their day it was looks, different. Yeah, it looks completely different than dating now, but shout out to your mama because she... <laughs> she the goat. <laughs> she, she know her game. Uh, so before I wrap up, I wanted to ask about you because since the last time I ran in, we recently reconnected a few months ago. I ran into each other. You finally, I finally saw you again on IG and I was like, oh shit, you're alive. Uh, can't kill a bad bitch. You started a whole new entrepreneurial venture, and I want to talk. Tell me what you're doing now these days. So, um, outside of being an educator and advocate, I'm actually a part time mixologist. So, I own my own mobile bartending business. Um, I used to bartend at clubs and restaurants and like you know for events for family and friends. And um, somebody reached out to me on Facebook and was like, "Hey, I heard you're a bartender," and I was like. Sure, I can bartend your birthday, and I wasn't even on social media. I was on social media for like two years, and um, I bartended their party, and then after that, other people started asking me. So I'm like, okay, this is obviously going to turn into a business. I already know, you know, it's kind of like when I did Torque Fitness, it's going to turn into something, and it's been so amazing. Like I have like three and four events a month. What's the name of your mobile bartending business? Slick Mix a lot. Okay. So if people want to book you for their upcoming events, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at SlickMixalot. And um, you can DM me an inquiry for your business. I'm licensed and insured. Okay. Um, I do weddings, birthday parties, um, all events, baby showers. I literally am booked out of state next year. So, um, yeah, you can book me. And I create a vibe. Okay. You know, because I like to drink. 
I like to turn you don't up. say. And I like to turn up as I drank a half bottle of wine during this interview. Yeah. But, yep. um, yeah. So, depending on what type of vibe you want, I can cultivate that for you. Okay. And um, Custom drinks? Custom if, drinks. Whatever If I, I want to have an event, you going to... So, my events, I do not provide the alcohol. I just provide the pouring and the vibes. You provide the alcohol, which is actually cheaper. Because okay. if I charge you, I got to charge you double. So, um, I like to keep it affordable for people. Um, you know, it's something I like to do on the side. So, um, yeah, I bartend the whole night. I also just recently hired my first staff member. So, um, yeah, I'm getting a little team of mixers. Okay. And, um... Yeah, I got an event this Sunday. We outside with it at a vending event on in East Point. So um, go on my Instagram and figure out the information, the okay. address. And do you post all of your upcoming events I on your IG? I absolutely do every every single day. So you got so if I pull up to the event in East Point, I can buy a drink there, walk you around, sure a pop can, up. You sure can. I have drinks for seven dollars, and it comes with a free shot with me. Okay, cool. So yeah, you're taking a free shot every time they buy a drink. Absolutely. You're a mess at the end. Well, I'll call Uber. Okay. No judgment. No judgment. Vic, if people just want to get to know you, get get to know more about you, uh, is the slick mix. I, I don't want to say it wrong. Give it to me one more time. Flick makes a lot. Is that the best way to get in touch with you? That's the best way because it's a public way to message me. Um, my Instagram is private. Okay. But if you want to hit me up on my Instagram, it's Slick with um, Vic with two Ks. You know, if your page looking like something, I may or may not add you. But um, you can always go on my business page. Okay. Vic, is there anything that you want to lead the people with to know more about you, nor about piss in a dating pool, anything? Any um, last words? Any last words for women? I'll go by the line. Women, know your worth. Um, stop putting up with men that don't do the things that you like. If you like flowers, if you like your f- toes sucked, if you like a thumb in your ass, if you like a man to read the Bible with you, find that. Don't settle for no man that don't do the things that you like. It's just too many men out here. And men, step the fuck up. Because like, we tired of doing everything. And, um, yeah, follow me on Instagram, Slick Mix a lot. You need to mix up some drinks for you, holla at me, you know, and I got you. And pay your fee. Fees are non-negotiable. And pay my motherfucking fee. Pay, cre- pay creatives. Exactly. I, I'm very, I'm very fair. Okay. I'm very fair. Fair and I'm enough. Cute, so, you know, I create a vibe. All right. Because you know the fucking vibes. Say it one more time. I didn't quite hear you. You know the fucking vibes. You know, one thing I will say about. Uh, our dating experience at one point when I heard you say that and I knew that you had liquor in your system it was always downhill from there the end I won't you know there's too many times to talk about I won't embarrass you because you're still a friend I still care about you but man, when I heard that phrase, I knew it was going to be a well, long night. Let everyone know, for the record, I am very professional when I'm pouring. I do not drink because I cannot because I'm licensed. I understand. So um, it's a liability issue. But um, I'm not saying when you're working. Oh, I was, okay. I'm only talking well, about. If you want to catch a vibe, you know, holla at me. I like to go out. And any single men out here, my DMs are open. Good enough. And if and if you ain't. Coming with it, I will drag you and my close friends. So the group chat wolves are out. Oh, it's definitely it's up. Uh, Vic, I want to say thank you and I appreciate you 
coming out. It's always a ple- it's always a treat when players meet. It is your man Dame three underscores three one three on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. At me, talk to me. I do talk back. Uh, this is a. I'm here at Shop Talk Podcast. This is a Shop Talk Podcast Studio production. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. Tap in the Shop Talk Podcast. This is Dame After Dark. I am your host, Dame Three Underscores Three One Three. And bitch, we out.